The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. And welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our reading today is taken from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 1 to 20. There was a certain man from Ramathaim, a Zephite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah, and the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave a double portion, because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. And because the Lord had closed her womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow, saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk, and said to her, How long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. 
Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah lay with Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for yet another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. I ask, O Lord, that as many that will listen to this podcast will be blessed. And I ask for inspiration, O God. Let the power of the Holy Spirit bring this word alive in the life of my listeners today. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of today's podcast is The Efficacy of Prayer. The Efficacy of Prayer. The book of Samuel begins at a critical time in Israel's history. A time of transition between the judges and the kings. It was a period of disorderliness. The precursor of the book of 1 Samuel says this in Judges chapter 21 verse 25. In those days Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. 1 Samuel is an amazing book. It is full of some eccentric individuals, battles, heroes, romance and treachery, deception and conspiracy. By today's standard, it is an action-packed narrative on pair with Hollywood box office success stories. The part of the story we're looking at today begins with Hannah, literally means grace. A woman in pain, someone who recognized God and brought her pain to him in prayer. Hannah's story teaches us that God accomplishes his purposes through prayer. This wholehearted prayer brought about the much-needed change in Israel. God was going to use her son Samuel to bring about the change, but the story doesn't begin with Samuel. It begins with Hannah. Sometimes in our work with God, we forget to pray in a situation in which we know we should pray. But for whatever reason, we didn't. At other times, we simply forget to pray. Prayer is the key to our relationship with our Creator. To be prayerless is to be powerless. Powerless against principalities and powers and against the rulers of this world. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Even sometimes in our Christian meetings, we forget to pray. We are so caught up in how we're going to make things look right. We are so busy trying everything else that we forget that God is waiting to attend to our plea. Many years ago, during Christmas time in the country of Nigeria, for some reason, there used to be a lot of unnecessary road accidents. On the 24th of December... I was traveling to the city of Port Harcourt 
to meet a friend. Normally, I would pray before the beginning of any journey, but on this occasion, I didn't pray. Not that it was a real big deal, but the truth is, I didn't see the need. As I settled down at the passenger seat beside the driver, I was prompted, I believe, by the Holy Spirit to pray. Foolishly, I started an internal argument with whatever prompted me in the first place, that I had already prayed. Finally, I gave in and prayed, committing the journey into the hands of the Lord. What happened next, few minutes later, into the journey was left to be imagined, but God saved me from that terrible accident. I believe because I prayed, God heard my prayer and saved me from untimely death or injury. While the situation I just mentioned was very serious and life-threatening, it was not as serious as the bullying and perpetual unhappiness Hannah experienced. I can easily understand Hannah's predicament because I come from a similar polygamous background and so can distantly offer appropriate sympathy. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 2 informs us that Hannah's husband Elkanah had two wives, including herself. Not that there was anything strange about the fact, as it was a common practice then. The name of the other woman was Penina. Hannah, however, had everything a young woman could ever want. A good, responsible, and respected husband, a man who was genuinely in love with her in spite of her infertility. Hannah's unfruitfulness took a toll on her as she endures years of bullying from her mate, Penina. And as you know, there is a limit to what a person can take. Hannah was no doubt a part of a major domestic and societal disorder. She was continually reminded of her infertility. I wonder if you ever felt inadequate about something that you know you have no control over. I have been there many times. Although Hannah was married to Elkanah, Elkanah did not actually belong to her. He was a franchise shared between two women. The trouble was that Hannah's rival Penina, though not equally loved by her husband, Elkanah, was able to produce children. The annual religious celebration in Shiloh only made matter worse since Hannah could not bear children for her husband. And as a result, she loses concentration instead of focusing on God at the feast in Shiloh. All she could think about was her problem. Worship seems to be the remotest thing on her mind. Her trouble was the stumbling block between her and her Lord. Have you ever been trapped by your own troubling circumstances? Perhaps as I'm speaking now, or as you're listening to me now, you may be in some form of trap or even prison by your own troubles. And so, time comes when you lose concentration and you can no longer focus on what is important or what you are supposed to be focusing on. Unlike modern society, in ancient Israel, infertility is considered a great stigma 
a wife that is unable to bear children would also not be able to retain her husband's inheritance within the family. And as well as when it comes to sharing of pieces of the sacrificial meat among the family. Elkanah, however, tries his best to ease her pain and give her double portion. This annual trip to Shiloh made her pain unbearable instead. Under normal circumstances, Hannah should be looking forward. It should have been a time of refreshment in the presence of the Lord. But instead, she finds herself in a tumor, in a time when she feels it never exists. That was her circumstances. You see, my friends, there are some important lessons we can learn from the story of Hannah, for which if we learn, it will help us in our relationship with God, and we will be able to abandon ourselves to God's purpose for our lives whenever we feel trapped. We read in Romans chapter 11, verse 33, All the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. If only Hannah was private to the knowledge that we have, which is in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 6, that the Lord was the very one who had closed her womb. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. That her infertility wasn't a bad luck at all. It wasn't some juju man somewhere trying to block her from getting pregnant. It wasn't her own making. It wasn't her husband's fault either. And most importantly, it wasn't her fault. It was God, her creator, who closed her womb. Friends, many times in our lives we see doors seems to be closing against us on all sides. And sometimes we wonder why these things are the way they are. But if only us can listen to the secret counsel of God, if only us are private to the things that are happening in the spirit, maybe that will help us. But this is why this story today is very important for you, the child of God. For you, the believer in Christ. In the scriptures, there are very many of such circumstances for example, Sarah in Genesis chapter 11, verse 30. Rebekah had no children for 25 years. Manoah's wife, Judges 13, 3. Elizabeth, you find in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. And on and on it goes. It is interesting to note that each time a woman is introduced in the Bible as barren, God introduces a miraculous birth. It seems to me that God's inclination is to take our complete inability to project his own ability so as to make an undeniable point. What am I talking about today? The efficacy of prayer. And each time you see a stumbling block, it means that God is about to turn that stumbling block 
into a stepping stone to spiritual higher height to elevate your status in this life and in the spiritual realm. This is why you must never look down on yourself when you are in that camp. When Hannah prayed to God for her son, she prays in her heart. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. That's in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 13. When Hannah sings a song of praise, she begins to say, My heart rejoices in the Lord. From the story so far, it is so easy to see that this podcast is not about miracle babies. It is about total submission to the sovereign will of God with our emptiness and the brokenness of our hearts through prayer. With nowhere else to turn to, Hannah can only be turned to God, her creator. When you come to that point in your life and you no longer know what to do, it is time, my friend, to turn to the one who knows what to do. It's time, my friend, to turn to the one who has the answer. Hannah remembers that the reason for her being in Shiloh was to meet with God. But she was so wrapped up in her trouble, she forgot. What are your own reasons of being in God's presence today? Why are you listening to this podcast today? Why are you not doing something else? Sometimes we could easily forget that we are in the presence of God. But I tell you today that as a child of God, you need to be conscious every now and then of the presence of God. Sister Hannah fled Penina's punishing mockery, but she found a peaceful place in God's sanctuary at Shiloh. No one understood her pain except the Lord. The priest of God didn't even understand the pains in the heart. She only had one place to turn to. Have you ever been in a place where the only person you could turn to was God? Perhaps it hasn't been so long that you've done that. But for me, my brother, I've been there many times that all I could do was to look up to God and ask God, where are you? And open my mouth and ask God the question, the enigmatic question of this life. God, why me? God, why is this happening to me? Hannah knows that God is gracious. If she called upon him, you too can do the same. Let us turn our church into Shiloh. Eli was wrong. He misinterpreted the situation. Hannah was provoked by her situation. She was only pouring out her heart before God. After her prayers, her heart was focused. After we pray, we reconnect back with God's sovereign frequency. Prayerlessness disconnects us from God's frequency. Prayers help us to know who is in control. It drives away all of our fears, our trepidation, our disappointment. Prayer is waiting for God to answer. Hannah found grace from God. 
Her heart had met with God's heart. She was no longer sad. The reassuring prayer added value to her. The thought of Hannah's worthlessness disappeared because God showed her his love. Because God showed up in her horizon. This wonderful story reveals to you, reveals to me that God is interested in our prayers and his willingness to intervene in our seemingly impossible circumstances. The psalmist was right in Psalm 16 when he sings about his refuge in the great God instead of another God because those who chooses otherwise will have their sorrow multiplied. The presence of the Lord is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. God never let anyone down. We only need to listen to his secret counsel. My brothers and sisters, as I bring this podcast to a conclusion, may I bring to your attention also that God accomplishes his purposes through prayer. He doesn't have to, but he chooses to. He chooses to work in and through your prayers. Sometimes that will mean miraculous answers to prayer on your behalf. Sometimes it won't. It doesn't matter. When you pray, you are participating with God to fulfill his purposes in your life and in the world around you. That's how important prayer is. We need to be a people of prayer. If you have never been a praying person, let me encourage you today, my brother. Let me encourage you today, my sister. Begin to talk to God. Prayer is the two-way communication channel between you and your God. Ask God to reveal himself to you in a very personal and special way, just as he did in the case of Hannah. Ask God to show up in your horizon. Confess your sins to him. Ask him for the faith to believe. If you have been weakened in your prayer life, may I encourage you to ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Hear this, friends. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27 says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Hannah was tired of being bullied. Hannah was tired of being shamed. Hannah was tired of her circumstances, but she did something. She wasn't tired of God. She wasn't tired of bringing her prayer request to God. So she did something. She took her case directly to God. You too can take your case to God. Stop taking your case to human beings. They cannot help you, but God can help you. And this is the fact. Hannah believes in the efficacy of prayer.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word that comes from you, Lord. I pray, God, that as many, God, that are in this Hannah situation, as many that are tired of the circumstances that find themselves, I ask, oh Lord, that you reach out to them today. And Father, I stand upon the authority of the Holy Spirit to rebuke the hand of the wicked one in the life of your people out there. Lord, that as many, God, that will hear the sound of my voice today will receive that blessing that you have set aside and I thank you because you still hear prayer I thank you Lord because you're still in the business of prayer and I thank you above all things for answering the prayer request put to you now in the name of Jesus Christ Amen and wisdom songs that the soul I give myself unreservedly to know your love, Father in me. for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.